Okay, so I'm going to have you practice something that we're going to be doing throughout this time. So when I say life's big stresses call for, you're going to yell, One big God. Good job. Well, we didn't even practice that. You guys got it. Okay. Life's big stresses call for, One big God. Good job. Okay. Wow, you guys are quick. You guys are super quick. All right, so we're going to get started. Um, when I was thinking about doing this, there's so many things you can talk about with stress and anxiety, and it's actually an epidemic um, in, in Northern America. So, and what I mean by an epidemic, I mean um, it's not just, um, anxiety is, a, is an emotion, right? But what ends up happening is it becomes debilitating. And that's, that's kind of been the way um, it's been growing in that way. So um, that's kind of the stress that we're talking about. But so I'm going to give you like a big picture I'm going to give you the big God picture, and then we're going to break it down just a little bit at the end, and I'm going to tell you how your part in it, what you can do based on how you were made. So um, God is mighty. He is the creator of the universe, and, um, and I know that's not news to any of you, but there's also, he also made us in a way that we can influence and affect our anxiety, our depression, our moods, things like that. So that's the big picture of this. Um, because, in fact, God is real and present. You guys are so smart. So smart. Okay, I don't know how many of you have seen this before. Okay, so Jesus is sitting around talking to some superheroes. And they're just hanging out casually, chatting it up. And Jesus is like, and that's, so that's how I saved the world. And they're like, wow, it's amazing. I don't know if you can see Flash, but he's like flashing through the Bible. Like he's reading it really fast. It's kind of funny. But um, what I want you to do right now is I want everybody to just touch your, your skin. Is this real? Is it present with you? Oh, good. So you are smart, super smart. Do you know that Jesus was this real? here. And he is that real and present with us. So Jesus loved you all, loved me so very much that he came down to a state that is not always comfortable. Is your skin always comfortable? Is life always easy? No. He came down here for you. And he provided for us what we needed to do this life. Okay? So we're going to talk about a few ways, um, and I'll share some ways that um, God has been present and real in my life. And as I'm talking about this, I want you to really think about how you've been able to see. And sometimes we can't see. Sometimes things happen and we can't see God in it at the time. Right? There are so many things that I don't understand. Are there so many things that you don't understand happen in your life? You may not understand it. But the fact is, is that God is present in all of those things, even if we don't understand it. Because life's big stress calls for? One big God. Thank you. All right. So the theme verse is Psalm 46. So we're going to look at that, um, which is where this theme came from. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Have you guys ever needed help in trouble? Anyone? Yeah. 
Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Okay, so let's just look at that one line. Um, actually, after this next one, let's look at this one. Though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake their, with their surging. So um, I'm in San Diego area, but they just, I was actually in the Midwest in Indiana when they had two earthquakes. Okay? So, um, and, uh, but it's okay because I was in Ohio for the tornado that happened in May. So go figure. Anyone? Oh, Ohio. Um, so the fact is, is that when things like that happen, um, which are going to happen, are there going to be earthquakes? Yes. Are there going to be tornadoes? Yes. Are there going to be all these many things that we have to deal with in life? The pressures, broken relationships, overwhelming emotions. So all these things are a part of this world. And God not only um, came down here, said, I'm going to take one for the team. You're covered now. I got you covered. But he also designed us in a way that we can influence these things. When we know one thing, that he is real and present. When we don't know that he is real and present, it's much more challenging to do these things. So like, like I just said, when are these things going to happen? Yes. So our choice then is to do it with and without him. Like if the mountains are falling into the sea, do you want to do it by yourself? Or do you want to do it with the creator of the universe? Uh-huh. So... That's kind of what we're talking about. And, and in fact, it's time for your line again because life's big stresses call for? One big God. You got it. Okay, so this is another scripture that I really like that, that fit this, that I think we forget because it's the Holy Spirit. Um, as you guys know, when Jesus left, he said, I, I leave an advocate. And that is the Holy Spirit that is within us, that is present and real within us, just as real as your skin. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give you. Uh, let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. So when we think about fear, when we think about being afraid, um, we relate that to anxiety and stress. Okay, so Jesus says not to do it. Do you think that Jesus would tell us to do something like that if we couldn't do it? Probably not, right? He knows that he made us in a certain way to be able to do this and to handle life's issues, which are not always easy, but he has given us an advocate. Um, so throughout my life growing up, um, there were some different things that happened. But um, there was one particular time where God really showed up. Have you guys ever cried out to God for help? Like cried out, like tears, like ugly tears, like, you know, ugly tears. Crying out, like, t for help. And thank you. And um, so this was one of those times in my life that I did this. And something really unique happened. And it ha hasn't happened since, and it probably won't happen again. 
but it is part of our testimony. So I want you to think about different ways that you've experienced, either in, in small ways or big ways, that God has showed up and in your life. He is always, he's real, and he's always present. Sometimes we can actually get a glimpse, okay? So um, there was a time in my life when a lot of really, really bad things were happening. Um, relationship struggles, uh, worrying about um, some people in my life. Um, I could go on and on. So the list that I had up before, there were a lot of those. And it was, uh, it was an Easter Sunday. And uh, my place at the time, um, this was a while ago. This is like in my 20s, early 20s. Um, I sat outside, went out back, sat outside, and kicked my feet up. And I was crying. I was hopeless. I was like, how are you going to change this, God? And this was the first time in my life that I asked God for a sign. And so I kicked my feet up, crying, and I said, Jesus, please just show me. Show me it's going to be okay. And I kid you not, at that exact moment, I heard a little cheep, little bird, in a tree right across the way. Um, so I was sitting in a chair, the long table's here, and then there's a tree with a bird right over there. Birds, you know, we see birds all the time. But I looked, because it caught me, it was pretty poignant. So I looked, and the bird flew from the tree underneath the table and landed right on the table leg right next to me. And already I was a little, I mean, I'm not freaked out about birds, but that's unique, right? It's unique. So I was like, okay. Um, this all happened pretty quickly, but then the bird proceeded to jump from the table leg right onto my thigh right here and look up at me. And this may sound strange for some people, but I'm going to tell it the way it happened. So the fact is it sat on my lap, looked up at me, and they were not spoken words. It was not... Um, it was not a hallucination or, or uh, my thought form. It was, it's going to be okay. That was what I got. That's what I heard. And then it flew away. Is that weird or what? It is totally weird. And sometimes when I tell it, like, I almost have to keep telling it because I was like, did that really happen? Like, for real, did that happen? But it did. And I'll tell you what I got from that. This was before I had... Um, gone to school for, um, to be a marriage and family therapist. This was way before that. It was before I really knew how God made us and, and how I could influence some of these things. But, but I'll tell you what, what it taught me is even when it's not okay, even when the mountains are falling into the sea, right, even when the ocean is roaring, I'm still okay. So even when it's not okay, I'm okay. That's a very difficult thing for us, us to grasp. That the God of the universe holds you. The God of the universe is within you. The God of the universe made you especially to be able to handle this broken world. Okay? But, again, we can't do it on our own. We need him. This is just a good scripture to describe it. This is Psalms 5. This is where I was at. 
Listen to my words, Lord. Consider my lament. Hear my cry for help, my King and my God. For to you I pray. So there have been many times that I've prayed and cried out, and a bird has not landed on my lap. Okay? Or they call me the bird lady or something. But so that doesn't happen like that all the time. That was pretty unique. But God knew that I needed that. He knew in that moment that I needed it. And how often, like, I ask for a sign. How often do we ask for a sign? I mean, that was, that was interesting. I had never asked for a sign before. And he delivered. He didn't have to. He's still there. He's still present. So there are so many times that we may call out, cry out to God. And we may not get a bird, but you can be guaranteed he's right there hearing you, listening, planning, orchestrating, preparing preparing you for the next thing. And we know that sometimes if, if, um, if we don't know we can handle the mountains crumbling into the sea, then we're not going to build that, that confidence to know that he's there. Have you guys ever played the trust game? Have you ever played the trust game where you stand there and then people have to catch you? Ooh, if we had time, we'd do that. But... Basically, it's one person standing, and there are people behind, and you have to just fall back limp and trust that they're going to catch you. So what's interesting is if you stand there and never fall back, do you know if you're going to be caught? No. And the whole point is building trust. God uses those challenges and trials to show us that he's there, to show us that you can trust me. So that's why we have those trials. So it's important to fall or we never know, right? And most of us don't have plenty of um, experiences of trials and challenges in our life, okay? And um, I'm 47 now, and I thought it was going to like, oh, once I get it to a certain point, like it's going to be easier. No, but you know what? I'm responding to them differently. So in that way, it's easier. But those same things keep happening. So again... Are the mountains going to fall into the sea sometimes? Are the oceans going to roar? Are, are there going to be broken relationships and death? Right? Yes. And so our choice, again, is to do it with the God of the universe or all by ourselves. Because life's big stresses call for... One big God! Life's big stresses call for... One big God! Let's try something fun. You guys are one, you're big, and you're God. One big God. Okay? Got it? Okay. Life's big stresses call for? One big God! So, um, following with a little more of Psalm 46, with the same theme, it's the Lord Almighty is with us. Even if you can't see him, he's right there with us. He's in you, with you, present as present as your flesh. The God of Jacob is our fortress. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know I am God. How many of you think, so I, how many of you think if the mountains are falling, like what is your response usually when the mountains are falling? Like, do we tend to be still? We just ah, right? So, it's interesting, when, when life stresses happen, 
How often do we respond and try to do it ourselves instead of turning to him first? He's the God of the universe. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. So, you know how, um, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but um, God's the winning team. He is the winning team, right? Like, he's already done it. Like, you're on the right side. Okay, you figured it out. All right? Um, so, um, again, with or without him, God of the universe, the one who's, uh, who's already won, because life's big stresses call for. One big God. One big God. I'm going to throw you off. You guys are smart. You can handle this. Ready? One big God. Ready? Life's big stresses call for. One big God. Yes. Thank you. Okay, so we know what he's done for us. We know how much he loved us and died for us. And even though we all know the gospel, we need to remind ourselves of it. He also made us in his image. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Okay? So he has made you in his image. And what we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about a little, little neurology. I know some of you were in my three years ago where we talked about that. Um, God actually, he set up your blueprint. He made your whole system, your body, all, all the systems of your body, okay, including your nervous system. So we're going to talk about how God made us to do this life and what he gave us um, to be able to succeed and, and, um, and get through it. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. Going back to the, a lot of times stress causes anxiety and fear. Okay, he didn't give us that spirit. We all experience it. We'll experience those emotions. We'll experience those, those events that are stressful. But, the, but he gave us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. So this is the next um, scripture that we're going to focus on. And this has to do with how God made us and built us to deal with stress. Okay? Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. How many of you would like a big old can of God's peace, like Costco can of God's peace? Do you guys have Costco's out here? Sam's Club. Okay, okay. I mean, that peace that he has to offer you that we can't get anywhere else. And we get that peace. How does it say we get that peace? We get that peace, right, when we choose to think about things in a different way. Now, if, if I wanted to, could I sit here and think about um, what ifs um, with that California earthquake? If I wanted to right now, I could sit and I could reel about, oh, my gosh, what if, what if um, something happened to, you know, my daughters? Oh, my gosh, what if, right? I, so is that thinking the way God's telling us to think? No, it's the opposite of that, right? So how we think about things matters. And as we practice those, and I'll tell you specifically how you can practice it, 
what happens is you get to receive that peace in the way God made you. So again, we can do this life with or without him. Because life's big stresses call for... One big God! Thank you. Okay, so I brought a few secular things in here too so you could see that this is, this is something that science and, and literature says as well that we can do. Um, you are your synapses. They are who you... Oh, I'm sorry, wrong one. You are what you think all day long. That was Emerson. You are your synapses. They are who you are. This is Joseph Lesure, I think. I don't know how to say that. I took Japanese, not French, so I don't know. Um, he's a neuroscientist. And then um, 2,000 years ago, actually longer than that because it's Proverbs, um, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So basically, um, we get to do neurosurgery every single day. Minus the blood, and that's good news, right? Minus the pain and recovery time. Fabulous. What do I mean by this? Uh, we have neuroplasticity, which means that God made us, God's design. He made us to be able to, when we think well, we build neurons in our brain, which is, again, a physical substance that actually is, creates health for us depending on how we think. And the more we think like that, the more we track and think like that all the more. So I'm going to show you. This is Dr. Carolyn Lee's research. Sorry about my mic going out here, guys. Um, what Dr. Carolyn Lee found, who is also a Christian, she found that um, when we think well, we actually have health. So let me tell you her percentage. She says, and it hasn't been refuted yet, so um, we're going with this, um, that 75 to 95 percent, how many of you wouldn't mind getting that on a math test or something? That's a pretty good score, right? 75 to 95 percent of all mental and physical illnesses, she says, are the result or influenced by our thought life. Because stress is the number one right, influence of heart attacks, and some people would say that it links to cancers and other things like that. It doesn't mean that we cause it. It means that we may have some influence on our own health, especially mental health. So if I, going back to my example before, if I sit there and think, oh my gosh, what could have happened in that earthquake? If I spend five minutes, what kind of neurons am I creating in my brain? Not so good. Where if I speak hope and I speak thankfulness, I think, oh, thank God nobody was hurt, everything's good. Do you know that when you, and some of you know this already, but do you know that when um, you just try to think about something that you're thankful for, you right away produce serotonin in your brain. Serotonin is a feel-good neurotransmitter. It's a happy neurotransmitter. So if everybody just takes, just take 10 seconds right now and just think of one thing that you're thankful for, okay? You just gave yourself a little spurt of serotonin. Now, if you spent five minutes, have you guys ever heard about gratitude journals? That's part of why that is helpful, because you're actually producing that serotonin in your brain. Did, how many of you did not know you had that much influence? How many of you did not know that? 
Okay. So the fact is, is that the way you think matters. Okay. So um, there are two scripture that I want to talk about with this. I'm going to give you something specific then to use. We demolish arguments and every pretense that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive, we, we, he says we, um, take captive, I believe it's Paul talking, take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So we do something. It's an active, we're active participants in God's plan and design in our lives. This is, we're going to talk about renewing the mind. I want to give you guys something that you can grab a hold of and use. Um, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just share with you what I have found that, that is um, follows scripture in the way we're, we're saying, oh, this is how God's telling us to think. And it is, um, it is also research-based. This is like a three-step way to wire in basically what God, um, he, how he told us to think, which is um, trusting him, thinking in a way that's hopeful. How many of you guys have heard glass half full, half empty? The thinking glass half full, okay? So the first step is identifying the emotions. There's this guy named Dan Siegel. He's a... Uh, neurologist in LA, and he did tons of research. But what he, he said is as soon as, and other people did too, have, have done some of this research, as soon as you identify whatever emotion you're feeling, what, whatever it is, it's, he calls it name it to tame it. Right when you identify it and speak it in your mind or out loud, you are actually creating a chemical that goes from your cerebral cortex to your limbic system, the feeling part of your brain, and it reduces the intensity of it. So if I'm feeling this much fear, and I notice that, because the first thing I have to notice, right, and not just act out whatever that emotion is, as soon as I notice, I say, wow, I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling anxious or fearful right now. Right away, what they say happens in the brain. I didn't actually do the research, but other people did. Say it brings down the intensity. They say it suppresses that part of the limbic system. How cool is that? So even just doing that one thing. Now, we're going to take it a couple steps further. And that is validating. How many of you guys have given yourself a really hard time when you've been stressed or anxious about something? Especially if it's chronic. Especially if, like, gosh, every time before a test, I freak out. You know, I, um, you know, I, I start to sweat. My heart starts to get all beat fast. And so we tend to give ourselves a hard time. So instead of saying, gosh, I always do this. Why do I do this? I'm so whatever. You can say, I'm feeling anxious right now, and why does it make sense? It makes sense because I don't like taking tests. I'm getting ready to take a test, and I'm nervous about my test, okay? So that we don't give ourselves a hard time for the emotion because the emotion is just information. Okay, and then the last thing, this last thing is, um, the other things are how God designed us in our brain. The last one is um, the reframe, rewire Remember, going back to the John uh, 14, 26 scripture that I, that I read earlier. So with these emotions validated, I can now provide myself God's truth and his promises and think the way he tells me to think. So glass half full thinking is hopeful thinking. It's saying, Lord, 
I don't know how you're going to get through this, get me through this, but I know you're here and I know you will. Now, if I do that, or if I catastrophize and say, I don't know how you're going to get me through this, this is impossible, I can't do it, then that is also going to produce certain chemicals in your brain, okay? So it's basically a simple way of, of thinking and um, wiring in what he, what he um, says will be helpful to us. So again, this is one way that we're able to do it with him, not without him, because life's big stresses call for one big I just gave you a lot of information. So we're gonna, we're gonna, when I say um, life's big stresses call for, for one big God, you guys are gonna do one. And if you're able, um, do like the wave. We're gonna do like the wave, okay? Because we need to wake up a little bit. That was a lot of information, ready? So one big God wave, okay? You don't have to stand, you can stand if you want, but do this. Okay, ready? Life's big stresses call for When we do not know that God is with us, when we forget this, I'm calling it identity theft. It's like you're forgetting who you are, okay? Or we can have our identity in Christ, knowing God is with us, real and present. So what we're going to do, we're going to look at identity theft first. And I want you to think about this in, in the context of what we just talked about in our thinking and in our influence. So identity theft is Satan's plan for us. Um, identity distortion by the world, our flesh, and the enemy. So it's about power, control, money, looks, possessions, lust, things like that. Focus on self, my feelings, like I become my feelings. So in other words, if I say um, I'm depressed or I'm a depressed person, is that true? Is it true I'm a depressed person? Or if I say I feel depressed, so sometimes we, we form our identity around our emotions, okay? So we need to understand that I feel depressed, but that is not who I am. Because who we are is our identity comes from Christ. Um, so focus on self, my feelings, my looks, my needs, my flaws, my will, other things that go on God's throne. So there's only one who can be up there, and that's, that's God. So when we're out of alignment with who we're created to be, um, we'll have a tendency to experience, um, have more experiences of being lost, confused, helpless, feeling afraid, alone, rejected, incomplete. Any of these? Can you relate to any of these? Unknown, invisible, depressed, anxious, fragile, uh, feeling like never enough, unsatisfied, worry, and hopeless. Okay? Yeah, we don't want a Costco-sized can of that. Okay, so now this is how um, God made us. This is how he tells us to think. And this is our identity in Christ, knowing that God is with us, real and present. And this is God's plan for us. Um, our identity is in Christ Jesus, knowing, receiving, and giving the love of Christ. Um, how, how difficult is it for you to accept love sometimes? I mean, if we really recognized how much Jesus loves us, we would be overwhelmed. But the fact is, is sometimes it's hard to receive that. Um, but he loves you um, with an everlasting love, is what scripture says. An everlasting love. You've always had it. You have it today, and you always will have it. 
you can stand firm in that love. Does the focus of God's love for us and others, his will, his guidance, his word, my relationship with him, so God is on the throne. Do you see the different focus? Totally different focus. So when I'm in alignment with who I was created to be, I will have more experiences of being included, stable-minded, empowered, courageous, connected, accepted, complete, known, seen, joyful, assured, confident, feeling like I'm enough, satisfied, calm, and hopeful. We're going to experience both of those. But what we're talking about is when we practice how we think um, and how he created us to think, it makes a difference. Are stressful things going to happen in this life? They are, including bad hair days, which I probably have right now. <laughs> so we can do it with or without him. He is very real, very present. Um, we need to remember this and know it and use him as our greatest resource. Because it's the loudest, we're going to do the wave. Because life's big stresses call for... One thing! You guys rock. Blessings.